Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we adore you and we glorify your great name. We lift up the regular listeners of this podcast. Bless them as only you can. And we welcome the new listeners from India as well as other new listeners. We pray the blood of Jesus over thyroid cancer. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, amen. We conclude our series on the gifts of the Spirit, and this week we open with the gift of knowledge, found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. It says, To another, the word of knowledge, through the same Spirit. This gift is closely related to the gift of wisdom. Paul spoke in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4-7, through 7, and recognized that the highest form of knowledge among men is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The church at Corinth had an overemphasis on knowledge and were filled with pride about having an abundance of common knowledge. This gift is the ability to apply doctrinal truth to life. The Holy Spirit gives this gift to some believers to bring about understanding. Folks, it is my job through great ministries to present the word to you in a manner that you can understand. The gift of leadership is closely connected with the gift of administration and is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 8, between the gifts of giving and mercy. This gift is the spiritual gift of the pastor-shepherd. The qualities of this gift is to lead, to assist, to protect, and to care for others. The difference between the gift of leadership and the gift of administration is the gift of administration is more task-oriented, while the gift of leadership is more people-oriented. The Holy Spirit gives this gift to some in the church to lead others to grow into a deeper relationship with Christ and each other. Leaders are visionaries. They are less concerned about trivial and mundane matters of administration. Many leaders are also entrepreneurs and are risk-takers. They look to see how they can advance the kingdom of God. This leader will go to great lengths to protect those under their care. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 4 and 5 has this to say about those who desire to be a bishop. It says, One who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? My brothers and sisters, if you currently attend a church, there's a good chance your pastor is dealing with a tremendous amount of stress on the job. They are dealing with the current political divisions that creep into the church, and many pastors feel they are lonely and isolated. My point is, pastors care for their congregation, and it's time for the congregation to do more than a once-a-year pastor's appreciation. Take them to lunch. Wash and detail his car. Invite him to play golf or tennis or basketball, 
or something that gets him involved in a group setting. And above all, pray for your pastor. The Holy Spirit has given some the gift of mercy. They are patient and compassionate towards those who are suffering or afflicted. This gift is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 8, which says, He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Those who have been gifted by the Holy Spirit with this gift have a divine ability to sense hurt and respond to it with love and understanding. Mercy givers are kind and gentle, and they have a unique sense of how others are feeling. My friends, the mercy giver is spiritual through the emotional confirmation of God's presence in his life. Those with the gift of mercy are drawn to others with the gift of mercy. This attraction of like-spirited mercy givers is the backbone of prayer groups in the church. The gift of mercy is founded in God's mercy towards us as sinners. In Matthew chapter 20, verses 29 through 34, the two blind men who were sitting by the road shouted to Jesus, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus had compassion on them and restored their sight. My brothers and sisters, mercy is always followed by action. When Jesus saw the great crowd in Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 32, Jesus had compassion on the crowd as they had been with him three days with nothing to eat, so he fed 4,000 that day. When you have the spiritual gift of mercy, you are compelled to take action. They weep with those who weep, Romans chapter 12, verse 15, and they bear one another's burdens, Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. These mercy givers simply want to be there for others. Do you have this gift? The gift of miracles is closely related to the gift of healing and is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. To another, the working of miracles. My friends, those with the gift of miracles have been given supernatural powers. A miracle is a mighty deed with no natural explanation for the events. Miracles were given by God to the church to reveal the presence and glory of God among his people and to create a sense of awe and wonder, leading to godly fear. These gifts are diverse and were not available on a permanent basis to the one the Holy Spirit conveyed the gift. Instead, they were given at various times and circumstances. My comrades for Christ, these gifts are subject to the divine will of God and His purposes. They are not decided by the one who performs the miracles. Now just think about it. If you had the gift of miracles at your command, the temptation of pride would be constant, as people would be trying to get to you 24 hours a day. But those who performed supernatural feats like Paul also showed that they were ordinary at times. Paul healed a crippled man at Lystra in Acts chapter 14, verse 10, but could not heal himself from the thorn in his flesh. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 and 9. Paul healed many people in Ephesus with the handkerchief or an apron that he had touched, found in Acts 
chapter 19, verse 12. But he could not heal the ailment he had when he preached in Galatia. In Galatians chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. Paul healed the demon-possessed girl in Acts chapter 16, verse 18, but he could not heal Timothy from his stomach ailments in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 23. Paul raised Eutychus from the dead when he fell out of the window in Acts chapter 20, verses 9 and 10, but he could not heal Epaphroditus from his life-threatening sickness in Philippians chapter 2, verses 26 and 27. Sometimes Paul was given gifts of miracles, and sometimes he wasn't. The gift of teaching carries a heavy responsibility in the church. James chapter 3 verse 1 warns, Many of you should not become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. My brothers and sisters, a teacher of the word of God is a steward of the word of God. This gift is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, which says, And God has appointed those in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers. Folks, those who are blessed to teach, instruct, instill doctrine, explain and expound on the Word of God, also love to study the Word of God. My friends, I expound the Word on Great Ministries podcast because I love to teach. With that task comes hours of research prior to the product you hear. My research has brought me closer to God, and I can't wait to share with you what He has revealed to me each week. All I ask is that you share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. The gift of wisdom is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8, and it is also referenced as the word of wisdom or the utterance of wisdom. It is the intimate understanding of God's Word and His commandments. My Christian friends, many claim to be wise as they dispense good advice, or they say they have special intuitions, or perhaps deeper insight. But that is not godly wisdom. Psalm 111 verse 10 proclaims, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Folks, those who have been blessed with this gift are laser-focused about the respect for God, living for Jesus, and having the Holy Spirit live inside of them. They do the right thing all the time. Do you have this gift? If you do, it will show in your transformed heart and life. And finally, my friends, we have the gift of the pastor-shepherd. This gift is closely related to the gifts of leadership and teaching. In the Bible, shepherds had several responsibilities to their sheep, including keeping a lookout for predators and attackers. They cared for the wounded and sick sheep, nursing them back to health. They would take the sheep to pastors to feed them, and they rescued them if they became lost. Pastors are called shepherds, because their calling and gifting is much like those who care for sheep. Pastors are servants, called to care for the spiritual well-being of the local body of God's people. My friends, there is a huge difference between a pastor and a preacher. All pastors can preach, but not all preachers can pastor. 
The pastor's goal is to reveal the glory of God in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit to a people who need God's grace for life. This goal is accomplished by teaching the Word of God to the church. The pastor-teacher feeds the Word of God to the sheep. My friends, we've examined the spiritual gifts, and my prayer is that you have a better understanding of those gifts and that you will use, develop, and nurture your gifts, and that you will pray for God to add gifts to you for the benefit of the church. Let's pray. Father, thank you for all the gifts you have given to your church. We pray for those who have not discovered their gifts, that they be revealed in the name of the great shepherd of the sheep, Jesus Christ, amen. Would you surrender your life to Jesus Christ and use your gifts to glorify him? Call or send me an email and I'll give you your next steps. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports and comments to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and especially the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.